This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? Man, what's up? We, uh, we're going to let a little cat out of the bag. This is our take two of the podcast because uh, we had massive technical difficulties uh, last night. I, someone did not want us to talk about uh, the COVID crisis in baseball, but we're going to do that uh, whether they like it or not. Yeah, we're not going to let technical problems stop us from talking about what's going on in baseball. Oh, man. So uh, usually we record on Sunday nights, uh, release on Monday morning. So we are recording tonight on Monday night uh, to be released on uh, as soon as we're done, basically. So uh, anyway, we're going to go on the show, talk about uh, the COVID crisis in baseball. It's gotten bigger since uh, yesterday. And then uh, we're going to talk how the Reds' week went last week and uh, look ahead the pitching matchups for the week ahead. Let's go. I'm ready to go. All right. So the Cubs series uh, not didn't turn out the way we thought it would. No. no uh, I mean, it, the, pitching was, the starting pitching was very good. Uh, the relieving, not so much. Uh, the offense was there, uh, but it was just the relieving was really bad. Right, and then the uh, first the first game, Reds lost. It do, it doesn't seem like a blowout, but if you were watching it, it felt like one. Uh, Reds lost eight to seven. Yeah, Miley uh, Miley was roughed up in that game. He only got I don't think he got out of the second inning. Right, he didn't. He didn't. And then uh, Tyler Stevenson made his uh, major league debut. Homer his first at bat. Cool moment for him. I was really happy for him. Yeah, he had an awesome game. It's kind of a shame he, he can't stick around just because Casale and Barnhart are both uh, kind of established. But Stevenson, two for two that game with a walk, uh, a big walk in the uh, bottom of the ninth that brought, I think, uh, brought a run in, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he got an RBI out of that. And uh, the other debut that game, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Antone. Yeah, TJ Antone. Uh, four and a third innings, uh, one run, uh, five strikeouts. Not bad. Not bad for a major league debut. Not bad. And then, uh, you know, it came down to Joey Votto that game. Uh, he, he made solid contact, but kind of hit it where they were. So, uh, Reds fell short that night. Uh, the cool thing uh, about Stevenson though, he grew up a Braves fan and facing, uh, Kimbrell in the bottom of the ninth, taking that uh, really good at-bat and taking the walk. Kimbrell is, is not – well, first of all, he's shaved, so he doesn't look like Kimbrell <laughs> anymore. And then he threw 30, about 32 pitches in the ninth inning, so he was not on at all. And the Reds tried to take advantage of it, but fell short. Right. Um, moving on to the next game, uh, Reds lost 8-5 to five against the Cubs. Uh, this was the uh, Tyler Malley game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Cody Reed came in and didn't help matters out whatsoever. No, no. Uh, Malley, to his credit, didn't pitch that badly. Uh, he was just pretty much basically filling in for Discafani, who was out with an injury. Um, the Castellanos homer, Casale homered in that game. Lorenzen was terrible. Right. Evan, right. Well, we've seen him since that game. I, I, I don't think we have. Uh, that's how bad they really looked. They, they thought he looked, and uh, so I, if we see him again, I'd be surprised. <laughs> he'll I'm be sure we will. Though. He'll be back, and then uh, the July 29th game, uh, 
Reds came out swinging. Uh, bullpen still had some trouble. Uh, this may have been the game where Lorenzen still gave up runs. Let me check the box score. Nope, he was not in this game at all. Uh, this was the no. Ra- this was the Rayleigh trying to give it back to the Cubs game. Yeah, this was the return of Senzel and Mustakas to the lineup, and and they both homered. Yeah, it was a great, great, ga- great game. It was fun to watch, and uh, it seemed like the Reds got a little bit of uh, energy back in in their uh, in their steps. Oh yeah, they looked like they were just. I think Sonny Gray was the guy that really pumped them up for that game. So they came up and win, hoping to get some uh, momentum into the next game, uh, but. It's been a theme. Rain came. It's almost like the rain waited for baseball to start before it started. Yeah, the Reds have had no no luck at all when it lately when it becomes the rain. I mean, it's like rain delay after rain delay, rain out. It's like what is going on? Right. I mean, even, God does not want us to play. <laughs> even tonight there was a rain delay, uh, but uh, it got that game got rained out. Be made up in a uh, seven game doubleheader later in the season. I'm sure. And then they headed off to Detroit to get some revenge uh, after the debacle of the opening series. And Friday night, they kind of fell short. Yeah, Castillo, uh, he was not sharp. He threw six innings, he had five runs, he had six strikeouts. Um, the only bright spot was Senzel in an RBI double and Barnhart in an RBI single. Right, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a... Uh, that's a tough, uh, tough game uh, to watch as well. Everybody just looked flat. Yeah, it seemed like the, it, it was jet lag or something. I, I don't know, but they just were not themselves in that game. And then uh, moving on to Saturday's game, and uh, this one uh, caused some controversy uh, because of the rainout and the way that the baseball and the Tigers handled it. Yeah, I, I mean, you wait till eight minutes before game time, and then say we're gonna we're gonna rain delay it after starting pitchers are warm and ready to go, and then rain, and then they got rained out, and then Trevor Bauer kind of went a little crazy on Twitter about that one. <laughs> and uh, good enough. So yeah, I'll uh, read his tweet. So first, he's like, I uh, segued into the tweet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, postpone the game before the starters start throwing or play through it. You can't postpone a game eight minutes before it's supposed to start. Just because it's a shortened season doesn't mean you can change all the rules all of a sudden. Figure it the F out. First, you move the damn game of five hours the day before. Then you let starters get hot for the game and then delay it eight minutes before game time. Never in my 10-year career have I seen something so amateur. Not in the minor leagues, not in the big leagues, not even in college. And he wasn't done. So you can see the radar, or you can read the radar 24 hours in advance to know you need to move the game up five hours the next day, but you can't read it 30 minutes in advance to know there's a massive sell coming and you need to delay it before the starters throw for the day? Hashtag amateur hour. Bauer for commissioner. <laughs> and then oddly enough, there's been weather every single day of my career, and given this is a weather-related F-up, there's absolutely no excuse for the way things were handled today. And he's not wrong. Not wrong at all. And then they did come back on Sunday uh, playing the first doubleheader. That was a seven-game double or seven-inning doubleheader. And... Uh, Bauer uh, did did make a comment because that game was also rain delayed. The f- game one, 
And he's yeah. like, congrats on getting it right today and not having the starters go through their full prep, then postponing the game eight minutes before start time. I guess uh, they remember to check the radar today before the game as it should be. Nice to see things work the way they're supposed to. So uh, he, he's throwing a lot of shade. Yeah, he, he's not he's not holding back at all. I mean, he's going to tell it like it is, and I, hey, I admire that. I mean, I admire a guy that can actually tell it like it is, especially in Major League Baseball. Right. So uh, anyway, they finally got to game one, and it, it was a pretty good one. Uh, great pitching out, outing by uh Desclafani making his uh, debut for the year. Yeah, Desclafani, he looked good. Not bad. Going five innings, two, uh, what did he give up? Uh, five, five innings, three, three hits, yeah. two Ks. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with that. I mean, he was a seven-inning game. Right. Uh, yeah. Castellanos had two home runs as well. Sims didn't look good blowing the save, uh, giving up three runs, but uh, Iglesias came in, Shogo, Got the RBI hit in the uh, bottom of the ninth, so the Reds win that game four to three. Akiyama, man, uh, the guy's—he's uh, a player. He come to play, and he come to America to play ball, and that's what he's doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Then the uh, Sunday game, Reds win four nothing, and Bauer—he—he—he he, he, uh, backed up his words. He didn't have his best stuff, but he was dominant. He got him a complete game shutout, seven strikeouts. He only gave up two hits. What a, what a what a what a game! He was he was fired up. He threw 111 pitches. Oh, absolutely! His ERA is now .68. That's awesome. It is, and and looking at the game, he was so intense that if uh, David Bell or Dick Williams or whoever's calling the shots came out and tried to take him out of the game, I think he would have body slammed him. Uh, he would either body slammed him or just f f off or put a finger up or something. I don't know, but he would tell him go away. I'm going to finish this game. <laughs> He was determined to finish that game. He was, and 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 he and to his credit, uh, he got the job done. Reds won four nothing, and uh, most importantly, came out of the end of that uh, road trip uh, four and five, which is is a big difference from where they were when they went in uh, with only only winning two games. Yeah, uh, and you had to sweep. You had to sweep that doubleheader to to get to the point where you're at now against four against the Cleveland Indians. Right. So, uh, who was your uh, player of the week last week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Castellanos. I've got to go with Nick Castellanos as well. Uh, he was named today the NL Player of the Week last week, so I don't think you can argue with that. Oh, yeah. He was on fire last week, and he deserves to be Player of the Week. Yeah, he is uh, going into tonight batting 387 uh, with a 1.343 OPS. And, and, the guy, the guy's just on fire. I mean, that's all you can say about it. And he's 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 happy to be here. He's happy to be hitting. You put him batting second. You batting third. You batting leadoff. You batting ninth. It doesn't matter. He's going to hit a home run. Right. He's going to be he's going to be Nick Castellanos. So I, he he is uh, completely on fire. <laughs> and um, you okay? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. A little bit of a coughing spell. Try try to catch it. Uh, <laughs> hoping you could cover, but. Uh, we'll leave. We could edit that out, or I may leave it in there. But uh, you caught you caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> and uh, who's your pitcher of the week? I, I'm going to go with Bauer, even though Sonny Gray's a very close second. Uh, I'm going to pick Sonny Gray. I think he just had two quality starts that were amazing. That that is true. So good week for the Reds uh, overall. Not as great as it could have been, but uh, get back to 500. Um, 
or get close to back to 500, and it's a much better situation than where it seemed like they weren't going to win a game. Yeah, and and I think right now you're going to have to make up the Cub game that got rained out, but that'll be a later date. Right. Finish, finish this series with the Indians and then take on the Brewers and get back in the division. Yep, so uh, let's talk about the uh, upcoming series. They got... It's technically three series, but uh, they're playing two and two at home, two away with the Indians, which I know you hate that. Uh, I, I absolutely hate that two and two thing. I hate it. They've been doing it for a few years, so it's not just COVID related, right? Uh, then they have a weekend series with Milwaukee. We can look at the pitching matchups for the uh, for the uh, series um, with the. Uh, Indians uh, tonight, Gray versus Plesak. That game's going on. We know what's happened in it, but uh, it's from what I've seen so far, uh, Sonny Gray had a couple rough moments, but overall it's been a pitching matchup that you would expect. Yeah, you're getting a quality quality pitching duel at the moment. Um, it's a close game. Or something we'll, we'll definitely go over the next podcast. Right, and then uh, in, in the uh, Tuesday night game, it's going to be I'm going to still call him Justin Bieber <laughs> against Tyler <laughs> Malley. Uh, no, Sean Bieber, I believe. Yeah, Shane, Shane Bieber. Bieber. Shane Bieber, he's having an unbelievable season so far, 2-0 and with a zero ERA. Yeah, he hasn't given up a run yet, so uh, we're going to have to change that when we yeah. face him. Four, in 14 innings, no runs, 27 strikeouts. Yeah, he's on a Sonny Gray strikeout binge. He's going. He's going for it. And uh, he's up against Tyler Malley, uh, who we talked about earlier uh, in the show. Hopefully Tyler can build upon his last uh, outing, get through at least five. It seems like David Bell with Tyler is not going to let him go the third time through the lineup. No, I, I think Malley is probably a four-inning pitcher at this point. And then, but, the, but then you're looking at your bullpen, and, and the bullpen, like, like we said earlier, is, is very bad. I, I think I would give Lucas Sims a chance to start, but that's just me. Right. <laughs> I, I would rather see Lucas Sims starting than Tyler Malley. I'm not a big Malley fan. I, I'm, I am a Malley fan. I, I think he'll do okay, but uh, I, I, I do wonder that with the analytics and the handcuffs they're putting on him, if it's not uh, kind of backfiring on, on them to where uh, it's causing him to kind of press and then he gets uh, doesn't get through the lineup uh, or get, doesn't get the third time through uh, before the fifth inning, and then gets on a on a uh, short leash. I think if he mixes his pitches a little bit more the third time around, and kind of he throws them off because they've already seen him twice. They know what he's got. If he throws, say he throws, uh, I don't know. Face, say he's facing Lindor because he's batting right now. So you see, if he's facing Lindor, you don't throw him in it. You don't throw him in a changeup and then throw him a slider to, to back. Do it the other way around. Throw a changeup, then throw him a slider, then a changeup. Throw him a fastball. Throw it up and in if you have to. Kind of scare him a little bit. Right. And then the uh, Wednesday game, Castillo versus Clevenger, both really good pitchers. Uh, both the RAs right now above four, but uh, Castillo had one rough outing last week. Um, so, uh, but still, 12 innings pitch, 17 strikeouts. I, I think he'll come back this game. Pitch a pretty good game. Clevenger's not had a good game this year, I, I don't think. Uh let me look at the stats. Uh, 
Yeah, the first game, he only went four innings, gave up six hits, uh, four earned runs. Second game, seven innings pitched, uh, two earned runs, so a much better game, but uh, still, that was against the Royals. <laughs> Not to take anything against away from them, but uh, um, the Reds' uh, offensive sh- offense uh, should be much better than the Royals as long as it's at full strength. Yeah, Clevin- Clevenger, I mean, the guy is actually a pretty, pretty decent pitcher. Uh, he's you know, on an Indian team that's got offense. If he was on a team that didn't have offense, say he's on a team like he's like the Royals that don't have offense, he'd probably not win a game. Right. And then Thursday's game, uh, Cleveland, a 6-10 start. Uh, Carrasco's going for the Tribe, and for the Reds, it's to be determined. My guess would be Trevor Bauer. Uh, it's almost certain to be Trevor Bauer. I'm sure he'd like to face his former team. And he's always, And he's talked about wanting to go on short rest, so... Uh, he looks like this is an opportunity for him to get that chance. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen's throwing right now, by the way. <laughs> we were just talking about him, and he's, <laughs> he's in the bullpen throwing at the moment. So that's kind of the pitching matchups uh, for this week. Uh, how do you think the Reds will do against the Indians? Uh, I, I, I'm going to say a split. Yeah, I mean, you get to Cleveland, and it's tougher to beat Cleveland in Cleveland. Uh, I, I would say if uh, – you could do a split. I mean, your best bet would be a split. If you win three, that would be awesome. And then in Milwaukee, I'm going to say they'll take two or three from the uh, Brewers. Yeah, the, the Brewers' starting pitching is kind of shady. Their ERAs are pretty high for their starters at the moment. So right. I think we could we could light up them, their starters. We could get a sweep. I would go for a sweep. That that would be good. I'll go two out of three at Milwaukee. I, I just uh, sweep is so hard to do and. Uh, and um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more realistic this week. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I take I would take two out of three. Two out of three work for me, but so, a sweep would be better. So for the week, I'm gonna say four and three for their total record, and which would put them back at uh, I believe I put them at eight and eight. Eight and eight. Yeah, that would be eight and eight five hundred. So uh, that kind of takes a uh, look at that. Do you have any uh, Reds in history for this week? Uh, I have one somewhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Eric Davis hit a home run against the Giants uh, in 1987. Uh, he was the, became the seventh 30-30 man in baseball history. Oh, that that's really cool. I remember as a kid, uh, like thinking that was awesome, and then later on in the 90s, uh, you started talking about 40-40. Uh, I th- I think there was for a short time when, especially when the uh, steroid era was going on and the really really bad. Pitching, uh, there was some talks about people maybe even making the 50-50 club. The 50-50 club, I mean, there's hardly any guys that steal 50 bases anymore. Oh, I know. I think 40-40, there's only four players that have done 40-40. And Jose Canseco was the first, Bonds, and then uh, there's somebody else. And then I think uh, Alfonso Soriano was the last one. Right. But a 50-50 would be cool. <laughs> That'd be something to see. I would love to see 50-50, but nobody steals 50 bases anymore. No, not at all. Uh, and then 50 home runs doesn't happen much anymore either. Last year it started to again, but uh, they started juicing up the balls. Well, definitely won't be this year. No. <laughs> you might unless, get... somebody's, unless somebody's two, three home runs a game for, for 60 games, you never know then. But I doubt that. Right. So uh, – I'm going to give you a new trivia question. Uh, you got last night's correct, uh, but tonight, here's another one. It's going to be easy because it's a Pete Rose question. 
I love it. How many times did Pete Rose hit switch hit home runs in a game from both sides of the plate? Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> and he didn't hit many. He only hit what, 160 home runs in his career. Right. And so this is where he's hit uh, hit a home run in a game from the right side and the left side. And this is his career? In his career, how many times, yes? Um, I'm going to say 20. I could be low on that number, but 20. Uh, okay. Uh, the, are you sure you want to stick with that one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to find a. I'm just trying to find a number that would never go with what I'm thinking. And twenty is slow, but yeah, probably. I would say probably forty. Okay, we'll come back to that uh, at the end of the show. The big talk in baseball has been COVID nineteen. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to talk about it. Yeah, so, of course, you know, the biggest outbreak first was with the Marlins. They had 18 or 19 players uh, test positive, and including uh, some of the staff. I think it was 14 players. For the Marlins? Yes. Uh, 18. 18, okay. The uh, Cardinals are 13 right now. Right, plus, plus additional staff for the Cardinals as well. Yeah, they actually canceled the series with the Tigers. Right, and... Uh, you know, it's it's been kind of tough. There's been a lot of uh, things going on with with that. So we'll, with the Marlins, uh, they're kind of tracing it back to them going out partying in Atlanta. And you know, baseball has all these protocols. Uh, what going goes on during the game, and I think they kind of had them uh, what they're supposed to do when not at the game. But it doesn't look like anybody was paying attention to that. No, and, and I, I want to curse out the Marlins because they're ruining baseball at the moment, trying to <laughs> ruin everybody's chances of actually getting the season in. Right. Uh, it's not that hard just to do what you're supposed to do for 60 games. Right. Yeah. You want to make you want to make the postseason, not go out and party and be stupid. Right. And at the same time, though, uh, I, I, there's so many things uh, going on in baseball. One, the testing is not good. No. Uh, the, just the process itself is not going to prevent outbreaks. So if, uh, let's say, just one guy went out and partied uh, got and got the virus that way versus it, the report was it was a number of Marlins that were going out. But e- either way, the way the testing works is they go in every other day. They spit in a test tube. Test tube gets sent off to Rutgers uh, in, up in New Jersey. So that's, that's a day to get there. And then they get the uh, answer back. Best case next day. Sometimes uh, they take their next test before they got the answers to their last test. Yeah, that just that's just too long for me. I think because of what forty eight hours you're supposed to get the results back. Right, twenty four to forty eight hours is the uh, turn time on those. I mean, there, there's got to be a quicker process because you got guys that are going to miss a few days, a few games because they're waiting for results. Right. Well, well, the the thing about testing, the whole idea about testing and for all of these sports is. You test everybody before they get in there. That way, you know that there's, as well as you can tell, there's nobody there that has the virus. If nobody ha- there has the virus, then they can't spread it to others, so you prevent a uh, outbreak. But if it's if it's in every other day, so they test it on Saturday, they go play on Sunday, and then they get the result back on Monday that says that uh, they were, oh, they were positive. Well, they just... Uh, 
they just expose themselves to the other 30 guys on the team. Yeah. So baseball did not think that through. I mean, I know Fauci, Dr. Fauci said he thinks their protocols were good and and could work, uh, but it's not ideal. They should be using the, and this is my opinion, but uh, the White House has a 15-minute rapid test on site, and all the reporters that go in to ask the president or vice president or Dr. Fauci questions, everybody that goes in the room is tested before they enter the room and they, they know as best as that test is uh, if anyone's positive or negative. And they've, there's not been too many reports of anybody inside the uh, White House or uh, press corps uh, that's been, been exposed to COVID-19. So, and if it happened with the press, you know you would hear it. Or especially or if anybody in the president's uh, inner circle. There's been a few, but, uh, but for the most part, that testing process seems to be working. And it seems like baseball could have could have used something similar. I know it's a very expensive process uh, to do, uh, but it, it's what they're doing now is not working. No, I, and I agree. I think that if they had that kind of test, it would be much more efficient and, and much more quicker to get results back. Cause I'm sure these guys would like to know if they have it, have it or not. Right now. The, the other side to that, as the reds have found, and, and even with the test that major league baseball is using, and uh, it's probably that way across the country and probably the world. There's a lot of false positives. <laughs> so we'll start with the first uh, COVID test that came out, which I think was Matt Davidson from the Reds, uh, the positive during the season. Uh, yeah. After opening day, he wasn't feeling that good, so the Reds sent him to one of the local hospitals here in town. And... Uh, they had a rapid test, one of the 15, 15 or 45-minute tests. And anyway, it said he was positive. So he went on the uh, COVID list. It came out. He said he felt like the most hated man in Cincinnati. And I, I just want to say, no. as far as I, I'm concerned, I'm sure there's some idiots on Twitter or, or Facebook. Uh, but as far as I was concerned, he, he just got sick and uh, wished him well and didn't put any blame on him whatsoever. No, and I feel, I feel bad for him. You know, he's a new guy in town, and then that has to happen. You know, and and he didn't even. I mean, hey. the rapid test, rapid test. You, you know, those are those are obviously like you just said. Those are not one hundred percent you know foolproof. Well, right. Well, none of them are. I mean, going back to the summer camp with the with the test that uh, that uh, Major League Baseball is using, Joey Gallo, he uh, tested positive with the uh, spit test or saliva test. And then uh, he he wanted to play, so he went and got a nasal swab test that was approved by Major League Baseball, and that one came out negative, so he had to go do another saliva test. The next day, it came back positive again, and then I guess he finally got two negatives in a row and was able to play, but uh, very frustrating uh, with that some of the tests could be uh, – could be giving false results. And then on the opposite side, uh, it, they can also give false negatives, which are probably worse uh, as far as controlling the spread of the uh, virus. Yeah, I mean, what, did it, what is Major League Baseball, what do they really listen to? Do they listen to saliva or do they listen to the nasal? I think they have to go with the, I think they have to go with the saliva or they get two negative tests. They, they've approved both, but they use the saliva test just because it was supposed to be their, their quickest and probably cheapest option. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and with Ruck, and with Rutgers University being uh, close to Major League Baseball's headquarters up uh, up in New York, New Jersey, that uh, that probably uh, weighed into the decision as well. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the other sports leagues are doing as far as with the bubbles, what testing protocols that they have. I'm sure eventually they're going to have false positives or false negatives as well. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in those leagues. But right now, Major League Baseball has a huge problem because it, seemingly players are not uh, adhering to the social distancing protocols outside the game uh, that uh, that baseball put in as at least a suggestion. I, I'm not sure what's in the 100-page document, but uh, the next team that caused uh, issues, uh, I think I lost my train of thought, thought about Matt Davidson is, he went to the local hospital, got the uh, test. It was positive, but then some subsequent uh, tests through baseball showed he was negative, and then he took an antibody test. That also showed negative, so he didn't really have COVID-19, thankfully, and was able to eventually return to the game. Uh, I think the other frustration uh, for the Reds especially is that uh, once you get the negative test, it's seemingly taking a lot longer to get back on the field, unless you're Joey Votto. <laughs> Uh, which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. But uh, the other thing, the Cardinals, they started uh, the next outbreak of uh, COVID-19. Uh, and some of their players were seen uh, taking pictures with fans at local casinos uh, where they were in either St. Louis area or uh, or elsewhere. And again, baseball first went or suggested a bubble at, at one point in the Players Association, it was reported, uh, wasn't too keen on that because they wanted to be around their families uh, but if, if since they didn't go the bubble route, they got to live like uh, everyone tried to live uh, in March and April. And that is if you were going to work, you went to work and then you came home. Uh, you didn't stop at the bar. You didn't if it was if, if there was one open, you didn't stop at the restaurant. You uh, you got your necessities and you came home and uh, and stayed with your family. And that, that's what the players should be doing. I know everything's opening back up to certain degrees, but um, you know, you're making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. It, it's sacrificing by staying with your family or, or trying not to get out too far outside the, your work circle where you're exposed to them anyway, but, uh, hanging out in the bars where pe other people are going to come up to you. It's, I mean, you, you can't be a jerk unless you're just a jerk and naturally and, and tell them to go away. So the best thing to do is just kind of stay away from those situations. And uh, even if you don't get the virus that way, it, it's just not a good look. No. And, and yeah, you don't want to be a jerk to people because they're, you know, they're, they're helping you. They're, they're your fans, but I mean, it has gotta be, you gotta have a cutoff at some point. Right. Now the, the one thing I, I don't, and I, I guess when, you know, you have 18 players on a team or including uh, staff, uh, get infected maybe that's a little bit different protocol but when it's one or two people and maybe this comes back to the testing and how and how uh, it, it just the results have to take time to get back and you may not get everybody back at the same time uh, but it seems like uh, if it's one or two players you send those guys down uh, you bring people on the on off the taxi squad and put them on on the team versus canceling games but then again they did that with the the Cardinals, they had a couple players, so they canceled games just for that, and it turned out to be a much bigger much bigger deal than uh, what was anticipated. Right. Uh, you know, uh, the thing is, I mean, looking at the roster for, just for a second here, you got 30 men, 
you're not going to have here very soon. You're going to lose, what, was it four of them? They're going to go back to 26 or 28 right. or something like that. I think there's talks that they may keep it with 30 for the entire season, especially with all these uh, COVID outbreaks. I would be happy with that. I think it would be great. It gives guys a chance. I mean, you could still right. see Hunter Green this year, and you never know. Right, and and with the with the COVID outbreaks that are eventually – that are seemingly going to happen across the league, uh, I think you kind of need uh, – Need that flexibility, but uh, with when you have half the team, I, I do think it's probably a good idea to take a couple of days off, uh, let get things reset, uh, get players on the injured list, make sure everybody, uh, everybody on the staff is uh, to your best of your knowledge is not sick, so you can get get back to playing safely. Because uh, it's, it's not just the players; most of them are young in shape. The majority are going to do fine. Uh, there are some side, long-term side effects that no one really knows with COVID-19, so it's not something that anybody should strive to get. But uh, from the players, most most of the players are, are going to be be fine. But you do have players, some players with pre-existing conditions, like Adam Duvall for the Braves, uh, type 1 diabetes, which is a very high risk for COVID-19, uh, being a diabetes patient. Um then you have Dusty Baker and some of the older managers that have uh, age and health problems that uh, statistically show that that puts them in a much higher risk of having serious uh, serious symptoms or even fatal symptoms. So uh, it's it's not something to mess around with. If someone, if your least favorite player in the world gets it, it's not something to cheer. Uh, I saw some of that yesterday when it was announced Joey Votto wasn't feeling well. Uh, stop that. You're not being a good Reds fan doing that. And you're not definitely not being a good human, uh, wishing someone, someone ill, even, even if they, they do something stupid by going to a party, let's, let's don't put blame on them. Uh, put, put blame on the system and the protocols and, and that type of thing. But as far as them getting sick, uh, just wish them well, because it, it, this is, this goes beyond just a game. Yeah, I mean, if you get sick, it's not the flu. I know people say, you know, it's just like the flu. No, it's right. not the flu. This is a totally different beast you're dealing with here. Right. And, I, I mean, this is one reason why Terry Francona didn't make this trip to Cincinnati. Right. And, I mean, Because he doesn't want to get sick. Right. Well, he's having some other issues right now, too. So right, he, right. He, he decided to uh, take extra precautions. And the thing is, I mean, uh, the statistics and stuff have to be used to make widespread decisions uh from government and and we're not gonna get into that uh that's well well above our heads uh but uh just look yeah, I, I don't want i don't want hate mail <laughs> <laughs> but uh but rob manfred is seemingly following some of their leads just trying to make it up on the fly granted it's brand new but have a protocol explain it to everyone what happens if number of players get sick? Then we cancel these three games and do a seven-game double headers, uh, which I actually liked after watching that yesterday. I would think with you know having going back to COVID for a second, yeah, having seven inning games, I think would be great. Yeah, at least at least for the double headers because that's just double headers drag out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to a doubleheader yourself, I mean, you know, if you go extra innings, it's it, a long day. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, it's great, but for the casual fan, it's probably gets a little boring. And then for the I – mean, not boring is probably not the right word, just long. And then for the uh, players, it, it's a long, long day because that's, that's their job. And 
no, I've worked 16 hour shifts before. It's things I've loved doing, but even that gets long. Yeah. I, I know I, I've, I've been playing ball for a long time. I play softball. So we always play two games a day anyway, uh, a day, but every week we play two games and it, it gets to be a long day after right. we play about four or five hours. And that's right. And that's softball, which usually goes a lot faster than a, a major league baseball game too. So well, yeah, we, we do play seven innings anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, you, you have that. You have the Reds debacle where the players uh, self-reported, uh, did not have COVID, uh, but couldn't get back on the team. So, I mean, that's going to discourage players from uh, self-reporting. So that they need to fix that. It looks like they did fix that with Joey Votto. He started feeling bad uh, before the game on Sunday. So the Reds took all the right precautions. I think the Reds have done a really good job uh, with their protocols. I know even other, I know Anthony Rizzo got a little upset about the rain delay, but the, uh, but as far as everything else, he, he, they, Ian Happ and, uh, the Cubs, when they came into town after, after, uh, the Matt Davidson issue and the Marlins issue, uh, they had nothing but high, uh, high marks for, for the Reds organization with the COVID protocols. So, Teams do that. Uh, I think we'll get through the season, but do you think the baseball should continue playing? You know, I I, I do. Uh, I think you can't let this thing beat you. And let it stop you from doing what you you know to do. Every, you know, you get, this is how you make your pay. Right. You know, I know. I know it's a risk for your health, and if you have, like you said, with Duvall, he has you know diabetes. Don't be like Rizzo. We all hate Rizzo here. <laughs> But just keep going, you know, and do do what you're supposed to do. Your protocols, you know, don't go out and go partying and all that stuff. That's not the right thing to yeah, do. And, and from the player's perspective, don't do what Cespedes did for the Mets, where he just decided to quit and not tell anybody. You got to be a man, uh, come out and tell your coaches, hey, I, I've just I've changed my mind. I'm going to set out. Uh, my agent will contact the general manager. Tell bye to your say bye to your team. He just kind of disappeared, and there's some concerns about it to the point where the Mets sent security. So that that's not the right thing to do either. But uh, as far as the league continuing, I, I think they have to. I, I know uh, five teams have signed up uh, to use this product that I'm actually using, uh, which has shown signs to uh, n- nothing proven. Uh, it's not a cure-all, uh, but it has shown signs of uh, – or we don't know it's, if it's a cure-all or not, I should say. But it has shown signs of – preventing uh preventing covid possibly uh, there's a doctor in florida that's using it he's an icu uh doctor a head doctor and he's having all of his doctors and nurses in that icu unit that's treating covid patients uh use this nasal spray called i call it x clear it might just be called clear but it's spelled with an x uh and i've used it it's for sinus issues that i've had it's 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 been amazing and then in test tubes, it's shown that it's killed coronavirus. And I know, I know five, at least five major league teams are now have now signed on to uh, to have all their players use it uh, and hopefully uh, uh, prevent it. And then I, I know that the the other hope uh, that the company has is uh, that they're going to uh, that'll also pre- prevent, if not necessarily preventing you from getting coronavirus, but preventing you from going to having to go to the hospital and be on the, uh, on the ventilators that it'll, it'll reduce the symptoms to where you can breathe and, uh, give your body time to, uh, to fight off the, uh, infection without, without any huge, uh, 
huge negative effects uh, as far as as far as they can tell but it's in early trials but uh it's 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 completely safe to use there's no it's not a drug so um it's 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 definitely something i think all the teams players should should look into you know if the creator of that product would want to sponsor us you can always <laughs> get a hold of scott and we would love to have you sponsor us and we can maybe talk to you you never know but uh <laughs> No comment on that, but <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but anyway, hopefully uh, Major League Baseball can get it under control, and uh, hopefully get it under control and uh, continue to play ball. Uh, it, it's definitely a risk, uh, but uh, I, I think it's something they can get through and uh, provide entertainment, and hopefully uh, everybody's is learning from the mistakes of the Cardinals and the, uh, and the Marlins. And, you know, you, you can get it going to the grocery store. Uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, was one of the early, uh, players to test positive And he, uh, he had the full symptoms. He thought he was going to die at one point with 104 degree fever. And, uh, he basically didn't leave his house since March. Uh, he, he had food delivered. I think may he's thinking maybe an ant or, uh, relative that just like one person stopping by, uh, possibly transmitted. That's the only thing he can kind of figure out. So I, I don't like villainizing, but, uh, you know, you do things that increase your risk and then you get it. it it's going to, it's not going to look good. And that's probably, uh, going to be traced back to those uh, events. So the, the more things you can do to stay in a bubble, uh, even though there's not a bubble, uh, better for baseball and better for better for them and their families as well. You know, you get your conspiracy theorists out there who think that this thing is a joke, and it, it it's serious. And you ask Freddie Freeman, the guy who was praying to God that he wouldn't die. Now, that's pretty serious, right? When you get to one hundred four, what do you say, one hundred four point four? Yep, that's really dangerous. I mean, yeah. I feel for the guy that I've had a fever one hundred one hundred two, one hundred three before. And that sucks. Absolutely. And, and, I would never never wish this on anybody, especially Joey Votto or anybody else. Right. So that pretty much uh, covers COVID for this week. Uh, as there was some good news came out today. The Phillies, uh, their two positive tests also turned out to be false positives. And the Marlins, uh, the, their test positives seem to be real. I, I haven't heard of the status of any of their players as far as how they're doing. Uh, they kind of keep that stuff under wraps because of HIPAA, unless the player wants to come out and talk. But uh, I know the Phillies are at zero. They, Phil, they everybody are, tested. Yep, and the, and the Marlins, uh, there's no new new cases, so they're going to get back to playing. Uh, hopefully, Tomorrow. hopefully the same will be with the uh, Cardinals. Hopefully, the Reds continue their streak of players getting sick but not COVID. <laughs> yeah, and uh, continue to stay healthy as well. And uh, that kind of the Reds are doing. The Reds are doing really good with this, and I, 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 I praise the, the the medical staff and everything. They've done a really good job. Absolutely. So, uh, that kind of wraps up that topic for this week. Uh, let's go back to the Reds trivia questions, and I'll, uh. I'll read this to you one more time. <laughs> I'll even give you a chance this time. We'll, we'll play the the rules of the uh, broadcast. Uh, okay. you, you you can change your answer. How okay. so? I'll, I'll read this quick. How many times did Pete Rose hit switch hit home runs in a game, where he hits a home run from both the left side in the game and the right side in the game? 
Get a phone a friend. No, <laughs> um, I, I I said forty. Oh, that was a tough one. I didn't really think about that one. I'm gonna stick with forty, I guess. And well, the, for a career, this is for a career, right? Career, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say forty. The answer is two. Holy crap! <laughs> he did it twice in his. I was life. way, I was way off. Don't ever let me guess. <laughs> but, all right, it's it's been a fun night. Uh, we'll Two. be we'll be back again. <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the regular time next week uh, on Sunday. Until then, take care and go Reds. Go Reds.